Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, I'm Chua Tian with your market view. Yesterday, we talked about major developments in the US and in particular, what's to come when Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell makes his keynote speech at the Jackson Hole Symposium later tonight. Well, the US inflation situation, interest rate hikes, those continues to dominate our conversation today. We'll be looking at what strategies investors can take to hedge against the risk of further interest rate hikes. Some analysts are saying that we should be turning to bonds, so we'll find out more about that in just a bit. And helping us break down all of that market action is Gary Dugan, CEO of the Global CIO Office. Hi, Gary. Hello there. Great to have you on our show, Gary. A media report seemed to suggest that markets are hoping for Jerome Powell to signal that the Fed will move to fight inflation, but yet be able to reverse course early next year. We know that that's unlikely, but what are we expecting to hear later tonight? Yeah, I, I think the market's Expecting something, kind of expecting something big, mm. and, and, and really, it's more about um, that Jerome Powell in the past has really made um, some poor errors in terms of communication to the market. So there's a fear that he may be very negative about the future in the sense of signaling to the market that they have to beat down inflation, that they're going to have to be aggressive with monetary policy. So significant increases in interest rates to come, and of course, that then brings us to a picture of. You know, is the U.S. economy therefore going to have to go into a recession? Mm. And I do want to talk about market action. Markets, they have rallied over the past few weeks. But in one of your reports, you mentioned that there was little investor conviction that the rally was built on any sense of a solid improvement in fundamentals. Why is that so? Has that anything to do with the difference in how the Fed sees where it's moving with rates versus how markets are reacting so far? Yes, I mean, the U.S. equity market was up over 15% in a rebound from a, a very steep fall that we had through the summer months. Mm. Um, so is it really that bad? Um, it, it perhaps wasn't at that point, so there was room for a rebound, but the rebound was very exaggerated. Quite frankly, um, in our own portfolios and the way we advise our clients, so you've got to be very cautious. We are in the early days of this new regime of an inflation problem, that the central banks have to beat down. Markets may go up or down, but the trend is still down, unfortunately, and we still see the further losses in equity markets through the balance of this year. Hmm. And Gary, given that Powell is going to reiterate the Fed's hawkish stance towards uh, its monetary policy, how are we expecting markets to react or to end the week? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to say it could be up or down. I mean, to be honest, it's going to be hmm. the way the market interprets it. It, but you know, I'm looking at screens this afternoon. Markets have turned to the negative again mm. after some two positive sessions that we've had. I think they're going to. I think people will be cutting positions, which typically means downside risk into the end of the week. Mm. And I do want to say that the Fed Chair Jerome Powell, as well as some officials, they've been coming up to say that the Fed is very committed to combating inflation, more interest rate hikes are in store. Are there any possible reasons why the market hasn't been reacting to this for the past few days or so? They have been reacting as if the central bank is going to take a more dovish stance going forward, isn't it? I th- it's a combination of, um, if you look to the past, mm. I mean, 30 years ago, Central bankers started slowly and then had to catch up, and that meant very aggressive increase in interest rates at later stages. And the hope was that that same mistake wouldn't be made. But unfortunately, in many cases, it has. Mm. So the market fears that in order to beat this inflation down, 
they're going to have to increase interest rates substantially. Now, the only reason that on days like we had uh, through July, when the market had, or July, August, when the market had a smart rebound, is that the Federal Reserve over the last decade has been trying to help the equity market. Their policy has been shifting around. If the market went down, they cut interest rates. So that's the hope that they may have stayed and they're going to stick to the kind of things they would have done over the last decade rather than what they really need to do, which is push interest rates up early and then hope the inflation comes down. Mm. Okay, and now I want to focus on the longer term, Gary. What's the longer term outlook for U.S. equities in the coming months? I understand the global CIO office is expecting to see a squeeze in real incomes and consequently downside risks to equities. So why is that the case? Yes, I mean, so far, in a sense, the U.S. economy, like many across Asia, has benefited from what's called the reopening trade, which is Mm -hmm. that people were allowed to, to go about their business again. They were wanted to go on a holiday or wanted to do things they couldn't do during these lockdowns. And so even if that meant they had to dip into their savings, they were going to get on a flight somewhere or go into a hotel that they wanted to do for two years. That's benefited growth in the near term. But the reality is, with high inflation and limited wage growth, that you get what's called a real income drop. Your spending power has dropped. And therefore, that is going to damage the economy over the next uh, six to nine months. Because in a sense, it has to because we need to get this inflation down. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Gary Dugan, CEO of the Global CIO Office. So, Gary, in the meantime, how should investors hedge against the downside risks to equities? I understand the Global CIO Office believes bonds could fare better in the coming weeks. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we've seen amongst the uh, institutional investors around the world, particularly when a U.S. 10-year bond gives you a yield of around 3%. The, the argument runs that you know, long-term inflation should be towards the uh, target of central banks, which is two. So if I'm able to pick up an asset that's yielding me three, that means my real wealth will grow over time. Now, it could be that the inflation problem sticks around far longer and that bond yields eventually have to rise. But people are more confident about that maths I've just given you than they are about equity markets, which in particularly in the U.S. and some other parts of the world, are still on very high valuations. And in the world of higher interest rates, those valuations would have to come down and therefore price level for indices would have to come down. Mm. And well, bond yields in the coming months, where do you see them moving actually with the hiking of interest rates, 50 basis points expected in September? I think if you buy a longer dated bond, so by that we mean bonds Mm. that have got a life of more than five years, you're going to have the benefit that markets, when they see a recession, they think that that's good news for long-dated bonds. The second thing is that people believe that inflation will eventually come back down again. So again, they're prepared to buy a bond yielding more than that future inflation rate. As I said, that works for longer-dated bonds. It doesn't so easily for short-dated bonds, and it doesn't work for the equity market. So that's why I think institutional investors that continue to have cash inflows, they've got to put it somewhere because cash is still giving you very little and therefore, they're interested at this point, I think, in the defensiveness of longer dated bonds. Mm. And I understand earlier we were talking about a squeeze in real incomes. But on the flip side, we do see some concerns that labour costs continue to remain sticky. The great retirement has left sectors short of workers and pushed up wage rates. And now we have seen another trend called quiet quitting, where workers turn up for work but just do the minimum. So how worrying are these trends? They are worrying. I think if you go, you know, I certainly was in the camp of a few years ago saying, well, we've got graying populations and therefore, you know, with, with more people retiring, that's kind of good news that'll bring inflation rates down. 
unfortunately, we kind of forgot that if you've got a vibrant economy, and particularly one that are driven by the service sector, that requires a lot of people to be employed. And um, if your population is shrinking or the number of people making themselves available for work is shrinking, you've got a problem. You've got to push your wage rates up as you compete with your you know, company down the road for the same workers. The other problem is that you can overcome that if people work harder and therefore have more output per, per head. But as mm. we're seeing, the trend is quite the reverse, that people maybe just are all sorts of issues in their head, but they're turning up for work, doing the bare minimum, and that again is what is dropping, is causing a drop in what's called productivity. If productivity drops, the growth of the economy drops, and if the growth drops, then you know the, we're not in such a uh, vibrant environment, and that's not good news for markets. Mm. Finally, Gary, I understand I've mentioned a 50 BPS hike expected in September, but that is, of course, market speculation at this point. We've been asking most of our analysts on this show the same question, and we want to have your take as well. Are you on the 50 BPS cam or are you on the 75 basis point cam for this September's meeting? Oh, it has to be 75. Hmm. It's better that they do things quickly and aggressively. If they don't do that, then they'll have to do even more in the future. So let's just get on with it. Let's get 75 Hmm. out of the way. All right, let's just get the interest rate out of the way and hopefully see inflation and prices coming down. Yeah, thank you very much, Gary. That was Gary Dugan, CEO of the Global CIO Office, speaking to us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.